mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's Candace and Kayla, and we are directionally challenged. Yep, we thought we'd have it all figured out by the time we were in our 30s. But surprise, we don't. No, we don't. And that's okay. <laughs> it is okay. So, Kayla. Yes. When did you realize first that you wanted to have a baby? And second, when did you and Tanner first talk about wanting to have a baby together? I knew ever since I was a little girl that I wanted to have a baby. What I loved so much was having a house full of siblings. And it didn't really matter if you had nothing going on. You could just sit on the couch in the living room and be a part of something awesome and know that the rest of the day would be great and you'd make a lot of memories. And I am so grateful to have had the childhood I had. 
when I first met Tanner, I knew that I had found the one, but I wasn't sure, you know, if he was someone that wanted to have a family. He also was from a different country. So I didn't know if he was going to move back. So family was always a really big deal to me. And um, he right away said he wanted to have kids. So I knew, okay, we're going to do this together. And it really was just that simple. I always knew that I wanted kids and my husband did too. And we knew we were going to do it. I definitely always wanted to be a mom. My parents actually had uh, three years of fertility treatments before I was born. And um, I have a little brother who is adopted. He's seven years younger than me. And so I watched my parents go through the adoption process, which was a a very emotional journey for them Mm -hmm. until um, my brother was born and um, which was its own incredible beautiful story in itself but it was it was a journey to get to that point for them and so I think now as an adult I can see like also I whatever I was absorbing at that age I was just obsessed with pregnancy and babies like I watched nine months a million times I watched funny enough even junior that weird Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) movie where he gets pregnant I was like obsessed with that obsessed with father of the bride too Mm -hmm. like I were like a pillow around in my belly I remember having a teacher that was pregnant and I'd ask her if I could touch her belly like all the time um I just was like slightly obsessed so I always knew that I wanted to be a mom and which was interesting because when I met Joe he already had two beautiful daughters And, you know, and I was like on date two, since it was long distance, I was like, look, I know I want to like have a baby if my body will allow me. And I know if my body will allow me, I want to at least have two babies if I can. And I know that you've been a dad for a very long time. And if you're not interested in that, that's fine. We can just, you know, enjoy each other's company this weekend. And, and it was nice to meet you. And, Mm. you know, we'll just be friends. But this is what I know I want. And, you know, there and so there were a couple of things we weren't we, we, you know he was like ready to be the bachelor forever like you know our running joke is I was like Joe you could have been on the bachelor like you would have been a great bachelor <laughs> um but you know I I never intended in like getting into a long distance relationship and and learning how to become a step parent and he never intended on you know ever getting married and potentially not having more kids and then here we are almost 10 years later and four daughters and and this bright beautiful blended family that we work really hard to you know all show up for each other and uh but yeah that was date two that I had that conversation it's really interesting because people set out with what they think they want right we all have what we think we want and it's the more I hear about people's stories, I realize that everyone's is different. Sometimes you end up with exactly what you thought. Other times you end up with the opposite of what you thought, but it's what you need. And that is why I am so excited to talk to our husband duo today, Kyle D. Massey and Taylor Fry. They are actors and co-founders of IVF and egg donor agency Elevate. They're finally expecting a baby girl via surrogate. We are so excited for them. But their story was far from easy. So today we sit down with Taylor and Kyle to discuss in detail their journey to fertility and how they started their company to help others on their journey as well. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Taylor Fry and Kyle Dean Massey. And we're back with Taylor Fry and Kyle Dean Massey. Uh, 
guys, congratulations. <laughs> we're so excited for you. Before we got on the mic today, uh, Kayla and I were just commiserating over being up at 5 a.m. this morning with our little <laughs> ones. So um, uh, just we uh, we're so excited for you guys to join us in the 5 a.m. party every morning with uh, <laughs> with your new daughter. When is she? Are you guys you. discussing the due date? Do you know when she's due? Yeah, she's due October 20th. So we are. Oh my goodness. She's going to be a little witch baby. She's going to be a little Sanderson mm-hmm. yeah. for, for Halloween. <laughs> We're excited. Oh, that's so exciting, you guys. Well, um, I really want to make sure we dive in and hear the full story for our listeners who haven't heard it yet. Um, can you talk to us about your experience in making the decision to have this baby and what went into it? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Taylor and I, when we first started dating, this was one of the first things we talked about, actually. Um, about 10 years ago, when we started dating. Taylor showed up and was like, I'm going to have kids one day. Listen, it's a good thing to get out of the way because it is a big, it is a big life decision, obviously. And I, I hear couples all the time who get deep into the relationship without having, dis- having discussed this, which is a very important thing. I mean, of course, people's minds are going to change. And I was one of those people, actually. Because when we started dating 10 years ago, Taylor was like, I definitely want kids. And I said, I definitely do not. <laughs> and, and we were kind of at an impasse for a while. And I don't, I don't really know what changed. Like, I think um, something just changed within me. Like, it was just like a like a light switch. I, mm. I don't know if it was like a male biological clock. I don't know if it was falling in love with somebody and being like, I want more of you in this world. I don't know what it was. Oh. It's probably a collection of all those things. But um, my mind swiftly changed and... Um, so yeah, here we are 10 years later expecting our first and we're very excited. It's now 10 years later. Obviously, you guys have been open and sharing your story about the fact that you have um, you have a surrogate who's going to have uh, your first daughter and also that the journey to finding the right egg donor was also a difficult one to say the mm-hmm. least. It took uh, a year, maybe over a year. Uh, what did you find difficult about that process? And maybe even before answering that, did you have other friends that you knew who've been through this process before? Like when you sat down to say, okay, we want to have a baby. We want, we need to make a baby. Did you have a point of reference of other people who had been through that? Um, or were you guys like just Googling like step one? Yeah. Well, I didn't have friends who had been through it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as a, as a gay guy, (laughs) the path forward is super clear. You know, uh, you can either adopt or go through IVF based on the state you're in. You can't even legally adopt sometimes if you're a gay guy. So, and then a lot of the wait times for newborns and adoption is really tricky. So I looked at all the best options for the quickest way to make me a father. Now it's going to be confusing considering I, we did this a long time ago, um, which will all make sense. I think eventually, but we've decided on IVF and because we didn't really have any resources, I just started Googling like egg donors, how, people willing to help us become dads. And there was a lot of programs out there. And I think then, which was seven years ago, the way the do- these generous women, I believe anyone who wants to donate is incredibly generous to part with some of their genetics to help someone like me. So I'm grateful to view all these profiles, but the way they were being presented was really bizarre. I'm talking like some like photos of Snapchat filters, with like the doggy ears or like, you know, really limited questions, not a lot of health information, just you couldn't really get a view of who this was other than a lot of filtered photos. Mm. So it was just, it was complicated. And Kyle was like, bring me three options. 
is really kind of exhausting. And overwhelming. Like, yeah. It was overwhelming. I looked at, I think, every database you could possibly find. And it's not like, oh, they're just really picky. It's just, we just wanted it to click, to, to resonate, kind of like you do when you're looking for a partner. Now, these are different circumstances, so it's not going to be the same criteria, but just some someone that got you excited. I know it's on a screen, but someone would be like, that would be cool to mix those genetics and create a kid to build a family. And it was just... This is tricky, man. It's weird. It's a weird situation. It's a weird process to go through. Right. So, I mean, you said seven years ago. That's a long time. How long did it take you before you actually found someone that you felt that human connection with? Because you do, you guys talk about wanting, this is such a huge life decision. It's not, you know, I could see how a personal, a picture would so be so impersonal. You want that human connection. You want someone who's excited to do this for you and will, and you guys talk about it and it's a, it's a really big life experience. So was it a whole year or how long was this process to finding the right person? Well, to Basically, what happened was Kyle and I were doing shows in New York at the time, and I was sharing a little bit about our process with these very beautiful, talented, tall, healthy women that were in these Broadway shows of ours. And they're like, well, I'll donate. And then another one would be like, I'll donate. And I'm like, oh, really? All you guys want to donate? Like, okay, well, maybe I can do this and provide some options that might be exciting to people who are looking for something specific. So from basically the, the challenges in our own process, I had the desire to build our own program to help people like us. And it took us building our own program through which our donor entered our program. And that's when I saw her application. I was like, she's the one, oh, 100%. Yeah. She is awesome. I want to know more about her. She's incredible. So that took about a year when I, when we first started looking to the end of the year, when I built the program, when our donor came in and then we created and froze embryos that have been on ice until three months ago, because the company took off and went crazy. We had clients in Hong Kong and Europe. We were up doing consults at 4am going to bed literally at 11pm. And we're like, this is our time to serve other people, help them. Company's doing well. Let's push our own journey back. So the embryos have been frozen for, for a long time. So I guess our daughter's technically like six, seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's still, I, I mean, I, I, I have a feeling I know what the answer is, but it's still a taboo subject. And maybe that's why uh, a lot of these alternative routes to you know making a family and creating your family is just maybe behind when it could be so much more like, for instance, even adoption, you know, I friends who, um, you know, in the past who have gone through the adoption route, just seeing what they went through as the family looking to adopt a child to make them like presentable to, um, to a, to right. a mother and, and this, the emotional stress, the ups and downs, the like taking pictures. Cause they're like, well, we want to present ourselves, but we don't know how to do this. And, and do we get the matching outfits or is it too matching? And just, it's, it's a, it's a ride and that's a completely different route, but still finding yourself in, in a situation where you're like, wait, what if we all just like talked about this more openly? I mean, this mm. is obviously a lot of people experience this. And, you know, I think finally women, you know, in our age group in, in their 30s are finally being more open about getting their eggs frozen or having right. trouble conceiving. And that has been, I think, a relief to a lot of people. Um, do you find that the subject matter of um, egg donors and and um, uh, surrogates is still taboo. And that's why it's maybe behind a little bit in the business that you found. I think a little bit. I think it is a little taboo for some people. I think there's a lot of shame 
behind infertility in general, whether you're a heterosexual or homosexual couple, people have a lot of opinions about it. I can't tell you how many Mm -hmm. times people have said to us, like, well, why didn't you adopt? (laughs) You know, to me, I'm like, well, why didn't you? Why did you want to have biological yeah. kids? You know, like, what, those, <laughs> those are always people who have had like five biological kids. And also look at me, I felt the need to explain us looking at adoption before yeah. I did IVF. There is, I do feel that still. The joke right. is though, even with IVF, I mean, you know, we're a, one of us is not going to be a biological parent to our daughter, right? I mean, you can't, both men cannot be biological parents of the same child. And so in the state where our circuit is, we have to go through adoption process. We have to go through what they call second parent adoption. So even in IVF, you still have to adopt quote unquote. Right. Um, but I do think there's just a lot of shame involved with this. I think women feel it a lot. They feel very alone. Um, they feel like they have to choose, you know, having kids or a career. A lot of times people are presented with that fact. Um, I think the workplace is getting better just in general and acknowledging that this is an issue for people. But I still think that there is a, it is a taboo subject and people can think that it's exploitative in some way. And I'm here to tell you, it is absolutely not in any way whatsoever. The relationship that we have with both our egg donor and surrogate is one of trust and admiration and love. And um, they're incredible, incredible women um, who so willingly did this. It's, um, People like to think it's, you know, designer babies or rent a woman. That is, it could not be farther from that. Well, can you share with our listeners a little bit about what makes it so personal for anyone who, who has maybe thought that before? Like it, it just because until you're in it, I think it's it's the same thing as exactly what you're saying. Someone being like, well, why didn't you want to just adopt? It's like exactly if they have like five biological children of their own in in for even other women who um, who I've known who've struggled with fertility. Like it's a deeply emotional um, until you're in it. You don't know, you know. And so could you maybe share with our listeners some of these beautiful experiences that you've had, not only with um, donors, but also specifically your surrogate that you're working with? I'd say specifically our surrogate. I can speak to that because that's kind of the process that we're in right now. There's this idea that, you know, that we're just paying somebody to do this for us. And the screening process to become a surrogate is so intensive. They have to jump through so many hoops just to prove that they can carry a baby for you, which they've already done several times. They have to have their own kids. They have to be in stable environments. They have to clear all these medical and criminal background checks and home studies and all these things. These are very, very special women who've been wanting to do this for a long time. They love being pregnant. They, they love giving that gift to people. And so in that way, it's a, it's a very connected experience. We talked to our surrogate every single day, almost. Um, she, this morning, actually, we were talking about how big the baby is right now and um, mm-hmm. how she's feeling. And of course, yesterday was Mother's Day. So we uh, obviously contacted her there for being our surrogate mother. It's just, it's a, it's a very intimate experience. It's a person, we're going to be in the room with her when she gives birth to our kid. Like Mm. that's a very intimate thing. You build a relationship and we know babies don't grow overnight. It's a journey. So you're with this person for not just nine months, but all the months leading up to the transfer. So it's well over a year that you're with this person and um, you just create a bond, I think. It's so beautiful the way you put it. Um, And you touched on a bit, the fact that only one of you will be um, genetically related, right, to your child. Um, 
Would you guys share with us what that feels like and what those conversations are like? And do you then choose to decide who that is? Or do you just roll the die and figure it out? I can imagine that that would be, uh, quite honestly, one of the hardest parts of all of this is, is knowing that one of you will have that and one of you will not. It is one of the hardest parts, but it's also one of the most exciting. Part of the reason I want to have a family is because of the person I married. Right. Because of Kyle Dean. He's going to be an incredible father. And it's like we're waking up to like a Ken doll every day. Like his genes should be passed on in this world. <laughs> so, you know, we we had decided that we would split the egg retrieval and fertilize half and half. Um, and we just, all we really knew. So we, we both have embryos and we do want more than one child. Now we'll see how all of this works out. But we knew we wanted to start with a female. It was very important that a girl, a girl they, however this turns out, uh, arrives into our family to lead this family first. So we picked the healthiest girl and put that in the womb and we'll go from there. But we do have some from each. Um, we do plan to use them. Oh, well, that's really beautiful. I Just for our listeners who maybe will be experiencing something similar or who have experienced the journey of IVF or surrogacy or egg donors, obviously there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of hopes and a lot of times where your hopes can be let down. Do you have any experiences or times that were really difficult for anyone who's listening who maybe because the percentages of everything taking the first time or the amount of eggs that the viable eggs, all of that is up in the air and you really just never know. Um, was that a difficult part of this journey and experience for you both? Well, I think you just said it. Um, they, we call it a journey in the IVF world. It's like, how's your journey going? They don't call it like your cycle or anything like that. It, and that word, to me, it has a connotation of an arduous journey almost. You know, there, there are going to be setbacks. It's going to be uphill at times. And the thing, that's true for everybody. Nobody has a perfect journey. It, there's like a thousand steps from start to finish. Like one of them is going to go wrong. And luckily, a lot of people have gone through it, and there are there's there are amazing support systems out there. And we always tell people, you know, you're going to get to the finish line. Like you, you will, you will eventually. But it is a journey. Yeah. There's a, and it's going to be emotional, and it might be expensive, and you might cry. I mean, golly, I I I've cried <laughs> 15 times during this process. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like in public on planes, like really embarrassing moments. It's important to note that even for people like us, who it seems like, ah, oh, it's, it's all worked out beautifully. We lost the first donor we picked. We've gotten pretty far down the process with her and spent kind of a lot of money having her screened and examined. And then she disappeared into thin air. And we had spent like $20,000. I was like, we get in is back. And like, you don't. And she had just changed her mind and went down a different path. And I, I hate to say this, but thank goodness for that, because it did lead us to what was meant for us. Truly, we found mm -hmm. an incredible human being who, who we are so much more excited about. But yeah, she didn't. She just changed her mind, which she's allowed to do. Totally. It's just we had invested in her literally and figuratively at that point. So, right. But you just reset those who are determined to become parents through this process. It will work out. It's like it, it is going to happen. Wow. I can imagine that would be quite difficult just emotionally as well to know that she has every right to do that, but that it affects you as well and how um, you have no control. And that would be really hard. Uh, talk to us about the moment you guys that your surrogate now shared the really happy news with you that 
it was happening. It was all good. Talk to us about the how, what was that? Where were you when that happened? What did that look like? Okay. So I can start, I can take the lead on just the beginning of this. Um, I was sitting in the hot tub alone (laughs) (laughs) and Kyle was on a surrogacy consult for another client in the house. And she FaceTimed me and it was about four days after five days after her transfer. So I was like, there's no way this is any news. This is so early. Like, let's not get too excited. And turns out she had been testing on the strips every day, but I figured I would just answer the call. It was a FaceTime. And there she was with all of her kids there. And she just, one of the, she has her kids and her husband and they just pull up the pregnancy plus test. And I I thought two things. I thought, oh shit, I just got told we're pregnant and Kyle's not here. (laughs) <laughs> and then I also just started like sobbing. I just started crying because it was like, oh my gosh, we finally did it. We're finally here. So then I rushed into the house. I got Kyle. I didn't tell him what I had heard. Wait, I just want to picture seen. this really quick. You like jump out of the jacuzzi and you're in your cute shorts and you look all or sexy and you're, or you're not <laughs> even in your cute shorts. You're running into the house, running all dripping wet. <laughs> okay, continue. Exactly. And I say, Kyle, Kyle, Katie wants to call us. And so then I let him get that first time experience as well without, you know, hopefully without ruining it. It was very, just, it's just emotional. It's so cool. And to see her whole family be supportive of us building this family. It's very cool. You know, in sometimes a dark world, seemingly there's a lot of humans out there and a lot of love that a lot of people that want to help others. And it's just a, a lovely reminder. I mean, this, you guys know your mothers, like it must be amazing to go down this path and get this little gift. So imagine helping men who, you know, as young gay guys didn't even know if we would, this would be a possibility, let alone get married, you know? So it's just, it's extra, extra special. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now, I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae, and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. feel like you at what point did you realize like no this is a possibility and I'm going to make this happen like did you hold did you really think for a long time that did maybe shove down feelings of wanting to be a father 100% yeah I always tell the story this Aesop fable (laughs) Taylor's probably tired of hearing it but it's like I think it's a fox it just just makes me sad (laughs) I think it's the fox I don't know I loved all these fables when I was a kid and he like there was some fruit tree it was low-lying fruit and he was jumping and trying to get it and jumping and trying to get it, jumping, trying to get it. Couldn't quite get his hands on it. And so he just said, you know what? I didn't want it anyway. And like, that's kind of how I felt growing up as a gay kid. It was, you know, they said, you can't be married. You can't have kids. You can't, you know, do this and this and this and this. And so I think not just me, I think a lot of people in kind of our extended community said, you know, screw them. Like, we're going to do something more fabulous anyway. I don't, I didn't want that anyway. We don't want to be married. Like, you know, we're gay guys. We're, we're going to be, we're going to go to, we're going to go to Mykonos right. and get <laughs> messed up yeah. every summer on the beach. So I think it took a lot of like kind of deprogramming yeah. to be able to say, ah, you know what? 
I, I really did want that. I did want that. And it's felt amazing every step of the mm. way. Like getting married was the most incredible thing. Having a, a kid has been the most incredible thing. Like I can't imagine not having that now, not having those right. things or not having the possibility, not saying that everyone wants right. them or needs to have them, but just having the option there where I can, I can make my own decision rather than it be like a reactionary decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you guys felt very passionate about not only wanting to build your own family, but helping others build their families when you started Elevate, um, both coming from a background in Broadway, entertainers. This is a full 180, it feels like, from um, from what you guys have had as a career. Can you tell us about maybe that the first experience of, of helping a family and a couple achieve their dreams of having a child and and then experiences from then on of, of what it's been like to be a part of such an intimate and personal journey, but an exciting one, but also one that can be heartbreaking. It, it's all the things, you know, it <laughs> like pushes you to the max of like love and, and like financial, it's all the things that so you guys have been there with these families every step of the way. What has right. it been like? You know, truly, I know there's a lot of difficult workforces and a lot of roles that require a lot of emotion from people. But I, w- I will say in all transparency, I open my computer every day and there's usually, if I just leave it overnight, I don't know, 300 to 500 emails, uh, all needing my attention and all um, weighted with some emotion. And that can take a serious toll. So I'll start with <laughs> the difficult part of running the company. Um, from there, you start sifting through and seeing people progress and that is the light. That is what gets me excited. That's what wakes me up and helps to do it every day. You're helping a cancer survivor finally get pregnant who was told she wasn't going to be able to, or someone who can now carry her, her womb is in better shape. Her cervix is looking good. You name it, right? Um, that is the stuff that, that, that keeps us going. When we started the company, um, you know, I just remember waking up one day and looking at Kyle, our donor had just withdrawn and I looked at him. And I was like, Kyle, I think, I think we, I, we can do this. I think we can help more people like us. I know some amazing women who want to donate. Like, why not? Why don't we just start a program and see if anyone wants to match with them? So we started building the database. It was a, just a basic site. Um, I would start doing the screening, learning all the ASRM recommendations. I was deep in conversations with lawyers and, and as many physicians who would even talk to me. And at the beginning, they weren't talking to me very often. I'd call so many offices. I'd be like, hey, it's a new program. We would really right. like to talk to you. And they're like, yeah, do- Dr. Ringer will call you back eventually. And we'll cut to six months later. Dr. Ringer was calling me, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, but we started doing these matches and helping. I mean, I think our first year we did help build 80 families in six months. Mm-hmm. And once you're seeing getting all the photos coming in every day in your inbox, seeing these newborns and just seeing the joy on the parents' faces, you're like, this is why, this is why you, you, we continually act as these resources for people to learn how to do this. Um, so it's been overwhelmingly positive, but I feel like we have also had to kind of learn how to act as a therapist on many of these phone calls because it is so much right. anxiety and it is expensive. So it's a, it's a slow burn and it's a slow approach, which I'm still trying to finesse, honestly. So Yeah. And talk to us about, so, um, if we are looking for a donor or we're looking for a surrogacy, what is the difference between when we come to you guys for, um, an experience as opposed to other donor agencies out there? 
I would say the first thing, um, first of all, our entire staff has some personal connection to this. Either they were a surrogate or a donor or an intended parent, as we call them, kind of like Taylor and I. So I do think that we kind of start the conversation with empathy. We've, we've truly been through it, all of us, multiple times. So I think that's a great place to start from. Aside from that, like we've just built a program that hopefully gets people excited about the process, you know, especially, um, let's say like a, uh, a heterosexual couple comes to us and the, the female, her, her eggs are no good. And so she's faced with having to kind of let that part go, you know, like choose someone kind of to replace her in this process. It's a very emotional experience. And hopefully the women that we have found all over the world that we've cultivated through this Elevate experience, um, we can present those to our clients and they feel excited about moving forward. They feel excited about becoming a parent again. They, they feel excited about going through IVF again after all those failed attempts. So that's kind of where we like to start. And I guess after that, we have a, a fabulous team of case managers. And as I mentioned earlier, this process is not easy. There are 1,000 steps with psychologists and social workers and attorneys and doctors and nurses and escrow companies and all these things. And so that person just handles it. They take care of every single thing. So you can just focus on saying, we're pregnant or, I don't know, buying a new crib or a stroller. You kind of, we hope to make the process a little bit more normal and a little less um, clinical in that way. So you can kind of just focus on becoming a parent. That's kind of our goal. Right. And more on that, it's, you know, you, like Kyle said, you've got to present them, especially the women, the intended mothers, a pretty exciting option if it's not going to be them. And that is always our biggest obstacle. So luckily, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What attracts people to another person, that lies within them as well. Our goal is just to give the biggest array possible of a variety of humans that have demonstrated some drive or some ambition, or have a super amazing heart, or some sort of incredible talent to get people excited about it. Yeah, a lot of the women we help, they are highly accomplished women, as I'm sure you can imagine. And these are people who pursued careers. That's a lot of times why they, why they waited. Um, and so they're just looking for someone who mirrors them in some way. So they are looking for people who maybe went to their their college or, or also pre-med or whatever it might be. You know, they just, they want to see something in, of them in, in that donor. Right. So it's hard. It's hard to do that. <laughs> I, I'm sure many of the women who come to you as well didn't picture them having these conversations. So it's just, it's a lot to, uh, it's, it's just a lot to wrap any, wrap your head around and your heart around and just, um, and you need a support system. You need someone else on the other side of the table or the screen who understands. And so I'm sure many people who have come to you have seen the, the comfort of someone else who's been through the ex exact same experience. Well, that's been the coolest part of this whole thing is the female empowerment aspect where, I mean, heaven forbid you're a woman on this earth and for whatever reason, your body was designed to produce great oocytes at such a young age before you have accomplished your dreams or met your goals or even really know who you are in many cases. So what I started out thinking, this is going to be so cool to help all these gay couples turned into this, oh my gosh, let's put fertility back in their hands. These women say, let's let them decide when and how they want to do this, whether it's freezing your eggs early as an insurance policy whether it's doing IVF later and figuring out the best embryo that will be healthy for a transfer, 
it's been amazing to watch women be able to take their choices back in a world that limits them when you do want to do other things besides be a mother. I do want to touch on the financial aspect of it because you guys have also started forming family, the Forming Families Foundation um, because it's, it is expensive. I think that's, we all know this. Um, and so can you tell us a little bit about um, just at what point you started this foundation and a little bit about what the foundation does? Yeah, you know, I believe that being a parent should be a right for people who want, who want that. Um, just because you don't have the anatomy or because you've struggled with uh, infertility issues, that doesn't mean you're not fit to be a parent. And it is expensive, as you know. Luckily, as, as we did, you can, you can string this process along for many years. You can kind of self-finance it in that way. But for people who want to get going, we did start Forming Families Foundation. Um, and what we do, we just offer cash grants to people because there are so many different things that require funds throughout this process. So sometimes if it's just a thousand dollars, that will go a long way for some people to get started. Mm -hmm. We also work with partner clinics that offer discounts, um, with some of the IVF cycles, as well as with some financing options through people's employers. And there are some kind of new, they're not really insurance policies, but they're, um, they're kind of like employee benefits. And we've been working with those quite a bit as well for people who typically like in the startup world and the tech world, more and more companies are offering these benefits for people who want to do IVF, who want to do cryopreservation. And so we, we work with that. Uh, we want to do everything we can to help the most people have healthy kids. What I really want to ask you guys, you're five months away from being dads. What are you most excited about? And also, what are you most terrified of? I'm most excited to... I've had a lot of years to be me and do me and enjoy this life. I've been very, very fortunate in that way. I'm excited to put my energy and love and effort into this little, this little human and I don't know, hopefully teach it and let it teach me and uh, watch it enrich our lives. I'm sure you guys have a lot to share with me on what that feels like. Um, they always say your heart just bursts open into a million pieces and it's a kind of love you've never experienced. And I just feel so ready for that. I'm at a place in my life where I'm like, well, there's gotta be some more for me personally, not for everybody, but I just, I'm excited to focus on, on this, this little cutie that, that hopefully completes our family. Yeah. We have lots of nieces and nephews. We have like, I don't know, 25 or 30 nieces and nephews. So I think we've kind of been mm -hmm. on the sidelines for all those kids. I think we're really excited mm -hmm. to get in the game with our own. And honestly, I'm really excited to strap on our kid. You know, those things where you like put the baby like in the pocket and it's you just amazing. walk around with them all day it's long. Amazing. Yeah, I want to be that dad. I have pictures from um, when I had uh, my first daughter and came back to L.A. and Tanner and Kayla would just like walk around with her in the baby Bjorn. Just we'd be going to dinner and they'd be like, can we wear her? And I was like, yes, I'm go convinced for <laughs> to this day that that is why my husband said yes, because Candace was like, well, here, wear this like strap on thing and walk into a bar with a baby. And he walked into the bar and he announced to everyone, baby in a bar, baby in a bar. And he loved it. He thought it was like the greatest thing ever. And then after that, I feel like we decided, OK, we're ready for kids. <laughs> so, Kyle, you can do that, too. Okay. OK, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> great, great. Did you guys ask what was terrifying as well? I'm sorry. Yes, I want to know because obviously there's, you know, it's it's an, it's an incredible thing, but everyone has a fear. For mine, it was lack of sleep. It was a huge, I was so afraid of being so tired all the time. And, it, you know, it's a real thing. I'm so tired all the time, but it's worth it. Yeah, I, I think my biggest fear is just being able to maintain I mean, I, I don't know. I, I work all day. I'm sure you guys do. Like, how do you, what do you, what do you do? I'm just worried about maintaining the company and the balance. I, that's some, yeah. Like yeah. how do you, I guess you figure out that balance. I think I'm a little afraid of, of doing it all <laughs> and doing it shaking well. Her head. No, shaking my like, head. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's what you learn is you just never figure out the balance. You're either at work being like, why am I at work? I just want to be home with my baby or you're at home with your baby and you're like, okay, I think I need to get back to work. It just, that, that is what I have found at least is that I've learned that the days where I'm being like a fucking awesome parent, I'm usually like, it's having a tough day at work and the, like, I'm not doing my best maybe. Um, and then if I'm like rocking it at work, then I'm noticing like, okay, I'm on my phone too much. And you know what? We're eating chicken nuggets for dinner again. And there's no <laughs> groceries. And sorry, kids, the whole pa- like bread pa- pail is like full of, you know, moldy bread this morning. And I'm like, Dang I'm it. just going to be honest. I think that's a huge exaggeration because I live a few blocks from Candace and her house has never had moldy bread. So I think you're just making it did other this people morning, feel better. Kayla. Okay. It did this morning. <laughs> I made my five-year-old moldy bread and had to throw it away before she ate it. <laughs> oh At least you got gosh. it before she ate it. That's all the that, matters. This that's time. All that matters. <laughs> this time. Yes. No, but just even um, spending this, these, uh, this hour with the two of you, I can tell that you are going to be fantastic parents. I can just tell. And your love, and I'm not just saying this, this is really true. You guys are, it's a lucky little girl that's coming your way. And I'm so excited to watch you dive into this and um, experience this amazing part of life. We're ready. We are definitely ready. Countdown is on. Even just moments ago, I was like, Taylor, we'll have a baby in five months. Like in five months, we're going to have a baby. (laughs) We'll do a follow-up podcast at that point and we'll check in on you guys. Yes. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
and we're back. I, I know that there's uh, we obviously have a lot of women and men who listen to this podcast, um, but anyone who's listening that wants to learn more about Elevate or is interested more about what it means to to work with an egg donor or become an egg donor. Uh, I also just want anyone who's listening to understand just what it takes. It's a biz- It's a very big decision to become an egg donor. And it's a beautiful decision, but just making sure that people are prepared for it. Um, do you have any advice for anyone who's listening who would want to maybe start this journey of working with a surrogate or start a journey of becoming an egg donor and, and just so that they really have a clear idea of, of what it means? Well, if you're thinking about becoming an egg donor, uh, yes, it is incredibly, incredibly important to be as thoughtful as possible because you, you definitely will, will bless a life in a way that few other things can. Um, but you will also get people's hopes very high because they've probably been through uh, a few years of this already, or at least searching. So I guess I would say just, just make sure it's something you want to do and something you're comfortable with, but also know that this journey can be tailored to you. If you would like to be completely anonymous, you can. If you would like to meet the intended parents and be very open, you can. We find the right match. You don't just enlist yourself and give your eggs over to whoever comes by. You can learn as much or as little as you would like. There is no mm. wrong answer as you bless this family. That's beautiful. It's it's very true. Um, that's one of the big differences between an agency like ours and like an egg bank. Like an egg bank, you you kind of donate and they get them to a freezer and that's kind of the last you hear about them. But it's a much more connected journey working with a, an agency like us. Obviously, on the surrogacy side, that's a much larger commitment. Being an egg donor, it takes about 10 days of injections and then you have the egg retrieval. Surrogacy, as you know, you have to grow an entire baby. So it, right. it's a, a much bigger deal. Kayla, Candace, you ready to carry for someone? <laughs> Candace literally just had a baby. and I we're, just got you rid know, of my maternity uh, jeans, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's a big deal. That's a big deal. <laughs> but I, I, I always tell our surrogates, you know, you get to choose the intended parents just as much as they choose you. It's not like... It, it's not like circuits for sale, you know, come and mm-hmm. get one. It's not like that at all. If anything's it's kind of like, all right, the intended parents are for sale. You, you get to, we, we really match pe- people up. Well, we put a lot of thought into that because we mm-hmm. want, we want it to be an emotionally connected journey. We want them to feel supported. We want them to get exactly what they want out of it, whatever that might be. So that's really important to us for the intended parent side. I'd, um, know that it, it's going to work out and it's going to be okay. And as, as much as you possibly can try to keep your anxiety at bay because you will have a baby through IVF. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think the cool, the coolest thing to remember. And it, once you get into it and you see some of the profiles and you meet the surrogate, I think you're going to find your trust is easily offered to another person. And it's, it's not as scary as it seems. Mm-hmm. Well, after helping so many people, you guys now it's your turn. It's your turn to do it. Yes, I'm so excited for you. And we will be following your story. We cannot wait. If there is anyone right now who's listening, who is in the middle of their journey, uh, do you have any advice for them? Uh, I know you both have said just the finish line is there. You don't necessarily know when you're going to see it, but you will reach the finish line. Is there anything else, um, any other advice that you have for anyone who's in the middle of the marathon right now? Sure. To that, I say, I don't know what to say, actually. I was going to say, kind of keep your eye on the prize a little bit, because I, I think when people decide they want to have a kid, they usually say, we want to have a kid tomorrow. 
And it just doesn't quite work out that way in assisted reproduction. It does take some time. Again, it's back to that journey comment. It, it does. Like there are going to be some setbacks. Just know that you will get there eventually. There are millions of people out there who have been in your own shoes. So don't feel alone. Don't feel like you're the only one who's had these bad things happen to you. Everybody has. And you will get there. You will definitely get there. Do, is there an online community that you guys have found helpful or throughout your own experience? I know that you've obviously created um, this agency, which I'm sure has also felt like a community of support. Um, but for anyone that where they could go and, and talk to anyone else who's been going through the experience of IVF. There's a lot of Facebook groups. Uh, there's a lot of those. And there are some good ones. Um, and, and there are some really, really depressing ones. So <laughs> just, you know, if you Google anything surrogacy related on Facebook, you're going to find uh, IVF warriors or, you know, whatever it is. And the minute you don't feel like it's supportive, instead, it's kind of just depressing, just kick out. But there, yeah. are, there are some good ones. There are plenty of online foundations like Army Family, the, uh, the Family Quality Council. Resolve really specializes in heterosexual people dealing with infertility. So there is quite a bit out there. If you are working with an agency, though, I, I think that's the best thing is, is say, hey, can you hook me up with people in my area that, that you've worked with before that have been through this? I think that's your best bet mm. because the science of all of this, it changes so rapidly. If you talk to someone who went through this four years ago, it's going to be totally different. Everything's going to be out of date already. And I think you're going to end up feeling kind of alone. So um, I think kind of going to a professional, whether it be a physician, an attorney, or an agency, is usually the best place to find some great support. Well, that's so great to know. We'll have all those links in our show notes too. So anyone listening that wants to click can go straight to it. Um, They can also visit elevatebaby.com. And um, thank you guys so much for joining us today. If they want to follow you on socials, what are your personal socials as well? At Taylor Fry, T-A-Y-L-O-R-F-R-E-Y. And I'm at Kyle Dean Massey. Congratulations, you guys. Um, congratulations on your first Father's Day, Father's to be day. And next year, yeah. Father's Day. We're so excited to watch you guys grow your family. Congratulations. I remember reading their story in People Magazine. They had sh- shared their birth announcement or their pregnancy announcement in People Magazine. And so to be able to sit down with them today and and hear more about their experience and the roots of starting their egg donor agency, Elevate. I'm grateful for their willingness to join us today to share in their experience and their story because there's a lot of families, you know, not just anyone from the LGBTQ uh, community that is wanting to make a family, but also heterosexual Mm. couples that are having trouble making families and they're and we need to be able to have a safe place to talk about that. Right. You said this too in our conversation with them, how we just need to talk about it more. It needs to be an open conversation. People, it, it, for some reason, it's felt taboo for so long. So it's so nice to sit down and kind of have it out in the open, up in the air. And the truth is they are the new American family. This is the, this is where we're going. And I'm so excited for them to be able to show everyone what the new American family looks like. And they're going to be such fantastic parents. I'm so excited for them. They're both such lovely humans and that's what we need. We need lovely humans creating more lovely people. (laughs) This is very true. 
it's it's funny because it's you know I feel like we're also we're we're living longer now. Like that is one thing that I feel like we didn't necessarily dive into, but people are waiting to have families. Mm-hmm. You know, women are are waiting, and 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 so. I feel like it's all of a sudden just within like the last year or two that it's really become a much bigger conversation amongst other women that I talk to on a daily basis. And that's just from, you know, on more my own life in a daily basis, like talking to friends of just recognizing that maybe it might not be as easy to make a baby as we all thought it would be. But it's true. You know, it's like even having children later on in life and um and also just making the decision to have a child is a big deal. We've had episodes in the past discussing fertility, fertility journeys, I- IVF, we've talked about miscarriages mm-hmm. and um there are always really difficult conversations to have and and I think it's important to to make sure that anyone who is on their fertility journey and their family making journey to know that they are not alone. It's hard to hear for Taylor and Kyle that when they started, you know, talking about having a baby and what that would look like, that they didn't really have like a community that they felt that they could talk to. And it was kind of, it was all brand new for them. Yeah. And they kind of had to create that community, which they did, you know, and and they've created this safe place for other families to go and, um, and, and to, to take that first step. And so if, if you're listening and you want to learn more, um, if you have any questions, I'm sure just reach out to Taylor and Kyle, or you can reach out to elevate. Um, it just sounds like they, they will, uh, they've all been through, you know, various similar experiences and, um, and also their forming families foundation. Mm-hmm. Definitely check that out. Um, because it, it does the cost, the financial cost is real. Um, but it was really encouraging to hear for Taylor and Kyle that um, they're just so excited, you know, that that they see the finish line. And when you get there, it's it's just so worth it. It's so worth the journey. It's so true. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Directionally Challenged. Um, we have another great one coming for you next week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then. Bye. <music> Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions. Producer, Melissa DeMonts. Edited by Katrina Henning. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Music by Joe King. And advertising partnership with ACAST.